You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, Sid Talk, it's uh, 4th of July. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Have we started? Yes. <laughs> um, it's 4th of July, and I was going to actually have a really posh sound effect of fireworks going off. But I don't think we're going to need it because there's fireworks going yeah. off right outside the window. So occasionally during the uh, podcast, we should just shut our mouths and let the fireworks do the talking. Not that we love the sound of fireworks because it's no. quite irritating when you're not really into the firework part of the celebration. I love independence. I celebrate independence. And we're the think, epitome of I don't in, think in exploding the... things is a sign, is a expression of independence. But then again, that's not for me to decide, is it? You want to try having bomb? <laughs> bom- we have bonfire night. I'd rather light a fire and burn up some stuff than blow stuff up. I'll be honest. A well, fire is quite... Um, we burn a dude. Yeah. And f- oh, we won't even get into that, because I think that's crazy. So what if you wanted to blow up your whole parliament? Burn him. And then teach <laughs> kids to make him. Yeah. Make a little burn sack him version of him. And Very then, then, then teach the kids to burn him. So we, you know, we're much more civilized than you guys. Much. Uh, it's, no, <laughs> it's, it's a shame we actually broke free from you, of course. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we will have you once more in some, at some point. We will come over here and... Hmm, just... I just had the strange thought, maybe maybe it was a plot from your country to send you over here and lots of other British men to marry us American women and dominate us and take over the, the country again? And then burn Is you all the... in effigy. <laughs> well, in effigy, fine. Not, you know. <laughs> no, just burn you. <laughs> oh my God. That's very destructive. Yeah. Then again... A big theme of this movie has been anyway, fire. Anyway, yeah, like, uh, yeah get, moving on to the, our happy happy uh, Independence Day movie. Very cheerful, yeah. Cheerful, upbeat. I personally like the theme. A lot of people will find it. Anyway, you're li- happy Independence Day, everybody. I just yes. wanted to uh, start with that. So it's after the show number 77. It's July the 4th, 2009. We are going to be reviewing this week uh, the movie Knowing on Blu-ray disc. Or Knowing. If you're American, if you're English, knowing. With the g on the end. And it's a 2009 movie, so it's very, very recent. It's going to be released on Blu-ray disc here in North America on Tuesday the 7th of July, which will be this Tuesday. Yes, it will. And uh, it's from our friends at Summit Entertainment. And it's, we saw the Blu-ray, and you're going to tell us what it what it is. Hmm. You might have actually missed this one in the theatres, because I knew about it but I never saw anything about it I think it came and went very quickly yeah so what it's about okay the very superficially we'll say I'll just pick off the pick out the skeleton of it in 1959 a young girl writes down a series of numbers uh, she's a bit tormented from what we see it gets put in a time capsule dug back up in 2009 the series of numbers then comes into the hands of Nicolas Cage and his son. There's a, a dead wife slash mother involved and the hearing aid. Uh, Let me just add that he's, a, he's not just Nicolas Cage. In, oh, no, he's yeah. not playing himself. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he happens to be an astrophysicist and Correct. a professor at MIT. So these numbers fall into his hands. And a theme of the movie, when you roll your eyes already and go, oh, what a coincidence, that's part of the theme of the movie, that life is either determined for us and it's all laid out, and there's a big plan, and everything is causal, or cause. What's the? Everything is you cause know, and effect. I guess, and but it's all plotted out somehow, some way. 
versus the idea of randomness and accidents and purely left up to nature as sort of a chaotic thing. And that's all. So that's the theme of the movie. So anytime a... A, a, a seemingly a, weird coincidence yeah, you that you go, might really... Okay, yeah, 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 exactly. You have to just go with it because that that's what it. they're talking about. Anyway, it falls into his hands. He struggles with that theme, you know, in his own life. Uh, struggling with the death of a wife at some point and all that kind of stuff. And through it, he discovers what he thinks the numbers are all about. And then it's it's hard to define what then is the point, really, without... I don't want to say anything. No, so it's quite a grand scale but kind of. I think uh, thing. the heart of the movie is the question mark of: Do you believe in randomness, or do you believe in uh, religion? Do you believe in science? Do yeah, you yeah. believe? Um, That's exactly you know, what it is. And do you have, like me, the idea that if all of life were to end tomorrow because the Earth explodes or implodes, then I'm fine with that. I don't think we have to be salvaged just because we think we... And that's what the movie's yeah. questioning, all these things. Yeah, that to me is more is bigger than the story of the Actually, movie. Nicolas Cage says at some point, one of his students asks him where he stands mm. on the mm-hmm. on the subject, and he says, I just stand on the side of shit happens. Yeah. And I stand on his side too, actually. I don't think there's a predetermined anything. I think it's very... I think stuff's just happened. I think action reaction is a that's good. That's how I that's how I see. Is it. a good way to look at it because that is what it is. Because I'm not religious. I'm not. I don't. I don't believe it happened that way. This you know, is also a man way. who doesn't necessarily believe in everything they tell him about dinosaurs because, and I quote, "I wasn't there." Yeah, exactly. So science doesn't even trip your trigger. So it's kind of like you got your own little. I got my own thing too. Sorry, I'm wiggling, but. I gotta get comfortable here. My chair pops and cracks. I, I do believe some science, but what I'm saying is, I just believe stuff happens. Like, uh, I, I don't think that you know everybody's searching for the grand scheme. Like that, that that's another mm-hmm. thing on this movie. Everybody's searching for what exactly is going on here. Why are we here? What's this? What? Why? That's not a pre- that's not an overriding theme of the movie necessarily. No. It's just sort of woven into the obviously dealing with the grief, dealing with the differences between he and his father, who happens to be a pastor. And struggling to think, what is the point? But it's not overt. It's not like in your face all the time. It's just that these characters, like a lot of people, obviously through all of time, have had that question. So that's the uh, premise of the movie. Now, on to the movie itself. Um, I, you know, it's all I kind of knew about this movie was it was a Nicolas Cage movie. Nicolas Cage is in it. And the director is the director of Dark City, which I... Loved that movie, <laughs> and I only saw it last year, I and it's know, been out I about know. ten years, you know. Um, and it, I think that was a mind-blowing movie. It was one of those movies where I still remember it now, you know. And you and, said, "God, I feel like now I'm part of a part of a like I missed something." Yeah, like I've but been now, out of the loop all these twenty years. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, in fact, when you say that, I also didn't see Blade Runner for a long time, and then when I saw that, I was like. Why didn't I see that on day one? Because that movie was made for me. It was it was like this is exactly the kind of thing I like to see, and I missed it. So this this one, I knew Nicolas Cage was in it. I knew this Alex Proyas was the director. That kind of piqued my interest, the director. And I like Nicolas Cage, but like you said last week, recently Nicolas Cage's stuff has been a bit. I mean, the National Treasure movies didn't really do anything for me, and. They are fun adventure movies, and yeah. I don't mind the ideas. It's a, you know, it's a... It's just throwaway, though. And, the, and um, that next movie was horrible. Oh, it um, was really bad. It wasn't... Interesting concept. Very 
I just was a jumble in my mind of like. Yeah, we know, won't discuss next. No. So but we're talking about Nicolas Cage though, and wondering like where the value is there. So this movie, I was just kind of expecting something like next, maybe you know, just another one of these. But I'm pleasantly surprised. I actually thought, for what it, you know, Nicolas Cage is a certain thing, isn't he? I, th- I feel like he played this part pretty well, and there is some. There is some dodgy acting in this movie, but I think there's dodgy acting in... By Mr. Cage. Yeah, and I think there's dodgy acting in every Nicolas Cage movie, in some part. In fact, I don't even know if it's acting. It is delivery of lines, which in his... Knowing just from tidbits that you know, but could not be fact, may not be, may be complete bullshit, about him as an actor. He's kind of intense, and he's got that... that, um... I don't know. <laughs> he has a little quirkiness thing. Quirkiness that he, thing. That he almost puts on. Like, so, yes. It. And so you think, what, it's You're, not bad acting. He didn't just sit down and go, come on, let's get this scene over with, blah, 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 we're done, I'm going. It's not like that. It's Even though it feels like that sometimes, he's actually putting thought into that. Now, that's Dick Men. Again, there's yeah. another good one. And, and he was just, completely quirky, but that it kind of plays to his strengths. Exactly. Yeah. But this one, um, we're not talking about his acting, no, but true. overall... For me, the concept, the actual way it was done, minus some of the bad acting, um, you know, the some of these big scale events oh. that take place. Oh in my this god, movie, awesome! I done really well. awesome. Yeah, I mean, I was like, <gasps> I didn't expect Holy any crap. of them me happen, either to happen either. Like, so when they did, I was kind of like, special really? effects looked awesome, and we were looking on a big projected Blu-ray. Hey, fireworks! Yeah, here you go. I don't know if the, if you're picking that up on the mic. That's my interpretation. Now this and it's done. <laughs> yeah, as soon as we shut up, they stop. It's the noisy neighbors who are like rubbing it in everybody's faces today. Like I can be we noisy can and it's okay. So yeah, we'll probably get uh, rap music until three a.m. as well. You know what isn't rap music they play? It's that easy listening R&B. like one oh seven. All I mean, I've heard. Um, I've heard. What was coming out of there one day? Not Britney Spears, something like that. Like pink and stuff even one day. So I was like, I mean, I don't hate that, but not when it's so loud you can hear it at the grocery store. Anyway. Alright, alright, <laughs> so back onto the movie. Um, so for me, like, I thought everything was done really well, and I don't want to spoil anything that happens. Um, anything. But really. I think I've, I, I really liked how it panned out. I heard somebody told me yesterday they. I'd seen this movie, a friend of mine said they'd seen this movie and hated the ending. Um, I'm See, not going to give it... Now you've already done it. You've already said there's... No, but I, <laughs> I, I would like to say that I don't feel that's true because I really thought it went... It was. It surprised me. Like, most of... Most, I didn't... It's not obvious where it's going to end up at all. I didn't think so. Um, some of it is... But where it eventually ends up isn't obvious, I don't believe. Not for me, anyway. I I'm not discussing it, because I don't like to tell... What I, I mean is like that... I not give people expectations. I'm not saying... I'm, what I'm saying is I didn't see some of the stuff that happens... True. ...coming at all. It wasn't like um, cookie cutter. It, there was some cleverness to it, I think. And special effects... I'm not sure if I agree that it's clever. Well, I think so. But... And the way Dark City also had an interesting... Mm. Um, yeah. You know thing to it. <laughs> that felt more clever to me. Uh, we can't discuss it. 
I don't want to get... I don't like people planting things in my mind about, ooh, wait for the end, because then this or that may or may not happen. Then it just ruins the rest of the movie I'm waiting for is the end. I know I'm not you, and you're not me. That's think not different. what I'm saying. I, I, I was actually saying. just saying I really enjoyed... I understand. Uh, there was nothing that I didn't enjoy, um, apart from some of the things. There was a couple of things where I was kind of like, huh? Through the movie, it's also got a little bit of that... Um, Hand hand fed stuff about things oh, yeah, happening. Right. I but just then, kind of expect that. And then now. you have to, they've he's explained it in the very beginning. There are coincidences, or are they random acts? And so it it can kind of you have to take your cynical hat off and go. They've already said to me, we're going to have some shit in this movie that seems a little bit too obvious, but we're telling you now. Part of this character's belief system includes coincidences so you're just gonna have to go with it and i and think, i think it was fine but yeah I, I, even without that oh, there were a couple of things i was just like what yeah yeah that's what i'm Holy saying crap. it was surprising like and was... seriously i mean i started the special effects on some of those things awesome really i was totally impressed yeah this is like i'm i'm thinking this is actually quite a low budget movie but, it must be with that guy. But I think it not. was done. It, it doesn't seem like a low budget. I mean, I'm not talking a low budget, maybe like five grand or something. No, no. I'm talking about, in the scheme of things, it's not a Transformers. It's not $300 million. Too. No, it's they, like, no, it's not an Indiana Jones. It's like a fairly low. But what they did with whatever the budget was, I think they did really well. There were a couple of moments that put me in mind of uh, Rodriguez, or what's his name, from Spy Kids, that guy, where you got a little bit of the green screen looking a little green screeny, just. Two very isolated incidents, but then yeah, I, and know, then there's that, but then there's these the incidents that we see that we're not mentioning. You can't actually hundred percent picture how those would be anyway because right, they're that's why they're of, so awesome. Yeah, yeah, you're just like I mean. you're in it, and so, it's like holy. So shit, if you are watching it thinking, oh, that looks kind of wrong, well, then you should. You're just full of crap because yeah. you don't know. <laughs> but it's really hard not to speak about. Yeah, but yeah. The, the one of the things. I thought was filmed just like a documentary like mm. it was almost like you was there with it happening and one thing I must mention about these um, there's two really big action scenes kind of I'd say they were action scenes one thing I must mention about them on Blu-ray is that the sound is some mm. of the most incredible sound in fact it sounded like because there's a lot this kind of you know rumbly stuff going on it was like the most pumped up rumbling I've ever seen I thought the walls were going to fall down it was like like you were in there. Yeah, that's part of what made it so like, in, you're enveloped in it all. Yeah, when people say, "Oh, sound doesn't matter," I can watch a movie on a people like me in a little uh, that absolutely adds to an experience. That like, one it does. Like it doesn't always matter, like, but that one yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't matter in Friday the Thirteenth last week. In, <laughs> fact, in fact, what I was thinking about Friday the Thirteenth last week, I wrote it on the review. It was a Blu-ray disc and it had fancy sound and everything, but I never noticed anything interesting. No, nothing. In sound, nothing. Never noticed anything. There. Nobody creeping up behind why, you, why, and, or and that's what you know. it should have been, really. But this one made up for it. It had sound going on everywhere. So, but I actually, I absolutely, I was watching it, and parts of me were saying, "This is awesome." Parts of me were saying, "You know, there's some hokiness to it, mm-hmm. also." Of course. But then I kept thinking, well, who's behind this? It's that Dark City guy. And I feel this concept is like, you know. Right. And we're not saying this is a great movie. No. No. I think that both of us had a similar, very similar as we're watching it. The idea overall. I mean, I was, this is what I say. I was captivated the whole time. Not like drop, 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 jaw, like, 
oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens. And this is so awesome. Nothing like that. But I mean, just playing out this scenario, these ideas, that is what gave. And I mean, Cage was okay. I actually think it could have been a lot of different people. So it's not like he stamped his thing on no, it. No, no. There was no quirkiness about it. Could have been him. Bruce Willis. Could have been like anybody. It really. really could have. I think that it wasn't about him, and that's part of what made it good. I wasn't focused on him. Well, well one thing um, I must mention, like, and it really struck me a few times in the first 20, maybe 30 minutes, was I felt like I was watching an M. Night Shyamalan uh, movie because Shyamalan Madingo. Because it was. <laughs> It was paced that way. It was like a... Kind of unfolding. Like a thriller. But but kind of like, maybe supernatural, maybe not, you don't know, kind of thing. You know, from mm-hmm. the opening scene in the back in the 50s. And the way it was filmed, I, I kept thinking to myself, this is re- this is kind of like, you know, The Happening. Uh, not... What was it? Is that, was that what the... That happening was, was with the trees. Not The Happening. Um, signs was... Signs, or... Um, what was the last M. Night Show? The Happening. Was the last one with the trees? You're talking about. Are you talking about the one with Mel Gibson? That was Signs. No, that, is the was that called the the, the yeah. one that I hated with uh, Marky yeah. Mark? Yeah, that it was almost like that. It was almost <laughs> you like hated that. that one. But in this, well, one, the direction felt like that to me, like the pacing and the direction, and I I, I kept thinking it. This like is I don't really know where like, it's gonna go. Yeah, yeah, and I like that about M Night Shyamalan. You could argue that he got to a point where you do know where it's going, but this one. I felt a vibe of him, even though it was nothing to do with him. It was, if you like, his kind of. It's very slow at the beginning, but it's it's giving you information enough until to get to a point. And they try they try overly hard to get you to places to understand the family dynamics of Nicolas Cage's character and his family with the father and the sister, and they, you know, the dialogue is very to the point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the sister says to him, you know, I understand you're the son of a pastor and you don't like that. Okay, that that they are supposed to explain to us their entire relationship. He's a scientist, his father's a pastor, they differ, they haven't talked for years. So it's very, it's fed to you like that, in an unnatural way. There's not and, a lot of natural not dialogue. Not much character to develop. It's very, it's exactly. Quick, like, it's very, like, straight, done Because we need to do a lot of and other stuff. And yet, I ended up caring, and this is a big thing for me. I ended up, like, last week, didn't give a shit about one single person. Not no. one. Didn't care well, about I think that was the heroes. idea of last week's movie. Yeah, but you're supposed to care about certain characters because they're the yeah, ones taking you through the movie. No, but this one, I actually cared about everyone. Even his scientist friend at MIT who kind of came and went. I was even like, he represents to me the people in the world not knowing mm-hmm. uh, the potential of what, you know, the, no, the it- big questions. Yeah, the big questions of, you know... Uh, religion versus uh, science and all that kind of stuff. So I cared about everybody. That maybe also kept me... And it wasn't because they were great acting. There wasn't great dialogue. I can't even explain to you what it was. No, me neither. I just came... I just... I just remember very clearly it, my... You know when you speak to yourself in your mind while you're watching <laughs> something? Like, trying to, you're making a mental note of something or something. Yep. I just remember very clearly in the first, you know, half an hour... S- me stamping something in my mind saying this is awesome like <laughs> I just like this concept I don't know where it's going which is good for me I don't want a cookie cutter like I know exactly what's going to happen don't know where it's going yet every step along the way I'm absolutely interested in it like even you know he's, he's deciphering some stuff using the real Google yeah yeah he's the, using the Google yeah but I mean it, it's it's all like you know, it's not. Yeah, I, that was one of the things. Technology was used 
uh, seamlessly, realistically. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple of moments when I felt a little bit of technology overload, but then I thought about my life and people around me, and Probably. everyone is. GPS, cell phones, Google, yeah, internet. GPS is not nothing. They even use uh, pay phones a couple of times, which is, like, really weird, and having news reports and televisions everywhere, and... That's actually, it was well done. It wasn't overkill. Yeah, not like product placement stuff. Yeah, and there was no fake um, Windows applications. There was no fake desktop looking. It was all like straight up real looking stuff. Apple, actually. But still, it right, wasn't yeah, made yeah. a big deal. Yeah, that. no, and everything yeah. looked, um, the web page, the websites they were going to, look. they weren't all like big giant lettering or anything. I mean, how we've seen in a few movies where they, you know, try to make it very clear. Like when I was watching a couple weeks ago at work, Fly, The Fly 2, kind of mentioned how bad it was. He's looking at a screen um, of old, those old CRTs, right? He turns it around and he needs to enter a password to get whatever the secret code out or anything. And it's like the black with the amber colored lettering and like old school mainframe looking. It was pretty old. And the words are like, there's about seven words and they fill up the whole screen. And I, that was one of those examples of like, do they really think people are so stupid that you have to like, you know what I mean? It yeah. just looked... Even I knew it looked fake. So this movie, I thought, did a really good job of... Just Maybe that was it. part of what made you, made me keep up with it. Because it all seemed pretty... Yeah. Believable. And one I of the mean, things... I mean, it's hokey, right? I think we blocked out some of the hokiness because we ended up liking it along the way. Oh, I, I know there was hokiness. <laughs> I can't actually put my finger 100% on what the hokiness was. But I felt hokiness. If you understand what that means. I felt Hollywoody kind of stuff going on. But I think the idea was enough. the the actual the actual concept of the movie was enough for me to kind of filter it out a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, part of the part of the like, this is a story script, and we have to follow some of the rules of telling a movie the story, rules are which in is there. like you've got the father who's tortured by you know he's got a son with and he's widowed and son has a hearing problem and he's a scientist and obviously they live in an old house that. I like that. Is house, in the process of getting fixed up, so you know, it's all it's all put on you. Like, okay, this is a man who's in turmoil. He drinks a lot. They bought this house obviously to fix up together as a couple, and now she's dead. And blah, blah. so, you're you're laid out this little sob story, very clearly. I think, but that little sob story that's laid out to you very very quickly, actually, within the space of ten minutes, like you say, mm-hmm. makes you care for everybody. Yeah. Quickly. Fairly quickly, yeah. I mean, it could have taken away from my caring because it felt a little bit over... Forced. You know, yeah. Because it was one thing hand after hand another. Yep, yeah, exactly. Like, here's a hearing aid. Here's a... Yep. Here's, here's boom, a video boom, boom. of his mom when he was she was alive. And here's... And a father who doesn't necessarily believe in heaven and the kid wanting to believe that his mom's in heaven. Yeah, that yeah. kind of... All that stuff is really shoved at you. So now as we examine it, you think, And, okay. you know, opens with the scene of them in the garden looking through a telescope at into space right so it's you know everything's a device to lead to something but you can say that (laughs) of all movies maybe maybe there's some subliminal thing in there that was brainwashing us to like it I don't know but I liked it yeah I I liked it I liked it a lot so uh, let's move on to the cast of this uh, fine movie I think we've covered Cage we've got Nicolas Cage as John Coaster yeah and he's Nicolas Cage Uh, interestingly enough I always make fun of his hair every week thought his hair was a lot better. I think I felt like he wasn't trying to make it look like he had more hair than he really has this Correct. time. Correct. His hairline looks like... doesn't look 100% natural. Uh-uh. Like it's been messed with, but now he's deciding, fine. You I'll know why I know it. it's been messed with? 
<laughs> and this this is something I was looking at very closely. And let's just say, this has nothing to do with his abilities. Or no, with no, the I love him. I still love him. <laughs> anyway, this is why I think this is... And other people look at this because this is why it's been messed with. Do you know that you have sideburns that are naturally on your head? They just... It, it turns from... And a man's hair. It turns from hair to, like, beard at a certain point on your head. Right? Well, he doesn't have sideburns. Because I don't know why, maybe. I don't know. Or shaves him off. He has these... He, his hair's very like this. And then his sideburns occur where, at a different area to his hair. It look, if you look at it, mm. his sideburns occur. And then his where his hairline is occurs... Not exactly where it, it... I'm sure this is riveting. It's, hair, it's like uh, hair plugs. Yeah, that's, that's, what what it I, is. that's what I meant when I said And this. I think that's why he doesn't have sideburns. Because... I think he just shaves them off. I a think, lot of men don't keep I them. I think they'll look... I think it would look odder if he did. Hmm. Because it wouldn't match up. And I know when you say a lot of men don't have sideburns. Yeah. At all, like nothing. Yeah, people shave them Like off. just straight across. I always think it looks really weird anyway. Oh, like, I don't. I see a lot of men that shaved off. That's just one of those clean-cut looking things, uh, I think. But anyway, let's talk of Nicolas Cage's <laughs> hair. I had to cover his hair at some point. Um, so then we've got Chandler Canterbury as Caleb Coaster. Uh, is it Coaster or Co- Coastler? Coaster. I think you're right. Coaster, yeah. maybe? C-O-E-S-T. So he's the son of um, Nicolas Cage. Isn't Nicolas Cage's real son called Caleb? Don't know. I thought that was a question on one versus one hundred last week. <laughs> or some somebody's son's called Caleb. Anyway, um, anyway, these, there's this kid, and then there's a female kid also mm-hmm. who is Lara, Lara Robinson. Robinson. And I thought they both played the parts really well. Yeah, there was a little bit of sentimentality with the boy, but he had a couple of scenes where I think that was kind of like, let's hurry up and get this hmm. uh, crying and sadness over with. But other than that, I think they did a really good job. He's pretty like deadpan the, most of the time. Like the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still that we saw a few months ago with Keanu Reeves. And that also had a kid in distress kind of deal. I, f- I kept getting vibes of that. Uh, and there was a scene where you said, uh, don't go there. Don't leave two children in the drug in the woods yeah. at night. <laughs> and I said, they the earth still. They did the it same is. thing. Surely they would have learned. You can't pretend in your mind that your children are safe in a truck in the middle of the woods when no. there's fog and, and bad music playing. Stay away from that. <laughs> Ominous music playing. You can't leave them in. Yeah. So I thought the kids were I thought they pretty did good. A good and I'd never seen them, either of them, before. So it was kind of interesting. Because, yeah, yeah. You know, when Dakota Fanning pops up or some kid that you already know, it's always like, this is an expectation. Speaking of Dakota Fanning, we got. Well, there was a trailer with her in it. Push. Yeah. And there it is, Push. Hey. So, um. Push. Yeah, I did like them. Kid, unknown kids did a good job, I thought. And then the other person we wanted to mention was Rose Byrne as Diana Kosler's. Australian. No, that is not the Roseburn is that that'd be his sister. Oh right. Oh Ro- right. Well Rose her name Burn. has an L in it. His does you misspelled a cup you've misspelled something along the way. Yeah, I have, yeah. But anyway, that's his sister. I actually like the lady who played his sister. She was really brief though. Why is she on the list? Because I wrote that list before the I seen oh. the movie and I looked at people who I'd already seen. But well the Australian chick who plays the female interest is pretty good. I mean, oh, and we she's said a she was bit, in Troy. I think she, she was, was kind of the mm, my least favourite. She had a few but then she was another one of the situations she's Australian. Why couldn't she? Yeah, she's Australian? not like while she's attractive and all that, she's not like super glamorous, like she's no. not 
I mean, she's just like a normal, like a woman that you see on the street, is what I'm saying. I liked that. And instead of it being like some supermodel chick, because they always throw in a, yeah. like an Angelina Jolie type or something, just for... Well, she's pretty close. Yeah, she's pretty, but what I'm saying is she's pretty, but she wasn't overtly sexual or anything, oh, which, no. which I think is a good idea, because, you know, these kind of movies, they often slip in some star... You mean like Transformers? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's the old, Megan Fox is in those movies to bend over at some point and be sweaty. Not know? because of her quality of acting? Is that what you're saying? Uh, it's not her I have quality. no problem with her, actually. I think she's average. All right. What I'm saying is, you think she was chosen for her acting ability? No. Okay. She was chosen for her uh, ability to bend over a car bonnet and sweat. <laughs> or fake sweat. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's... There obviously there's other people in this, but there's a lot of actually a lot of people I'd never seen before. Yeah. Um, but those are the main people. Director's Alex Pryor, who also did uh, iRobot with Will Smith. I like iRobot. Which is another interesting concept movie. Uh, Dark City, which we've talked about, which I really love. I would recommend. And and the other one's The Crow with uh, with the original Crow, which is another interesting. I've never movie. seen that one. Oh, have you not? I, nope. I kind of like The Crow. Didn't like the second one, but it was the first one, the one where the guy died doing it. It's a good movie, though. And also, another interesting, odd kind of... He definitely is drawn to... Because iRobot's an interesting, uh, grand concept that... Yeah. Big. like, And, and when you think, oh, are they going to... You know, if you knew the story, how are they going to pull that off in like a... Right. But he seems to manage it. So, um... DVD extras. There isn't very many Blu-ray extras. Comes in this uh, nice... Just enough, I felt. Comes in this nice slipcase, which is strangely embossed. Um, can you see that? Yep. For no apparent reason. Um, There's no reason to emboss any DVD cover, people. What I really like about it's this... It's going to get shoved on a shelf between two other DVDs. What I really like about this Blu-ray disc uh, cover... What are you and, chewing on? And this is... Um, <laughs> a piece not, of plastic? This, yeah, this is not... Uh, <laughs> Not common in in uh, any movie is there is no description of the movie on the back at all. Just on a slipcover, though. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah. Which is good because, like, if it is like that, and uh, you don't want to, I don't ever think they should put a description. I know you have to for the video rental shop where people want to know what it's about, but I like the idea of that. There I again, don't like slipcovers at all. I think it's a waste of paper. Um, there is a little description on the real cover. And there's the boring... Um, I mean, truly, explain to me why do you think a slipcover is a good idea? I just really like the way they are. I like, I like metallic inks. I like... Yeah, what's the purpose? Just to make it look really stylish. Yeah, and you're going to shove it in the shelf, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's when I pull it out of the shelf, I like, I like a nice cover. <laughs> the next time you pull that out of that shelf, I can guarantee you it's going to be a long-ass time. I like it. I do like uh, effort being made to packaging. I always have done. Better than effort made... Inside. You know. uh, Effort made inside. Okay, you ready? (laughs) Not that inside. Mm. Inside. On the DVD. On the disc itself. Interestingly enough, this doesn't even feature any uh, literature. No literature, nothing. Just a disc. Plain, no boring. So, um, yeah, this is on Blu-ray disc, and this comes with a couple of extras, but not many. Comes with an audio commentary by the director. So if you're interested. It's just an audio commentary, though. Not a picture-in-picture or anything. By the director, that'd be good. Comes with uh, Knowing All, The Making of a Futuristic Thriller, which is like a 30-minute 
press kit, would you say? Like one of those things on, that goes on TV? Not super polished, but is the director talking and Nicolas Cage talking? And You don't learn anything. Oh, yeah. Actually, yes, you do. There's a big action scene oh, that yeah. takes place in one shot. It's like a one shot kind of scene, which I, you know, I was thinking, oh, it's probably just trickery. But no, they really did it, like, in one shot. They rehearsed it, rehearsed it, rehearsed it, and then did a take of it and filmed it. Which I admire. I think that was... that You didn't really have to go to that kind of effort to get that scene, because they could have just chopped it up, couldn't they? But I think it made that scene better. It did. It made it feel like, ooh. Like, oh. you're in that scene, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it does actually learn you a little bit of stuff. And it doesn't go into, like, the score and all that. It just goes into... Although, the score, if we can take a brief uses break... Uses some classical... I think it's It's back. very uh, powerful... And occasionally a little too, um, I don't know, not telling, but a little, like... There's a lot of that There old... are moments when you want to just kind of go with the flow and kind of still have in your mind what could or couldn't happen. And the score, the music, comes on with a certain... You, we all know it's, actually a it's lot telling that, um, you the way to go with what you're a, thinking. There's a lot of the Hitchcockian style, style music in there. Where I noticed where Nicolas Cage was driving a car at one point and it was like... Like that in the background. I was thinking, this is like Psycho or something. It's like obvious that something incredible is going to happen. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, it does kind of take away some tension occasionally. It's like... Because it's there to... Music's actually there to add tension, but that actually goes, oh, okay, something big's about to happen. Um, so, so, yeah, and the score was... A lot of the score was actually classical tracks that are all pre-existing. So, yeah, you know, it's not a score I'll remember, is what I'm saying. Is that how they saved some money, maybe? But we don't know, because they didn't explain it on the extras. No, they didn't. <laughs> and then the final extra on the uh, Blu-ray disc is Visions of the Apocalypse, which is... Pretty standard. We've seen it in other movie, in other extras where they get a bunch of professionals on a subject and they chit chat for a they're talking about 20 the minutes apocalypse. about the apocalypse. Like, like here's a psychologist, here's uh, a scientist, here's right, and talking about like the ideas in different cultures through through from the beginning of mankind, how they perceived or thought about the end of humanity, the end of the earth, all that kind of stuff. And, and I was actually looking forward to that one, and I was riveted, even though. I think a lot of times when you put expert in front of someone's name, they're a little bit full of shit. Because if they're that focused on one thing, and they've decided what their hypothesis is on a topic, then everything that they find is going to come up, help them come to that conclusion. So, the one guy that you mentioned, and that I like too, talking about, you know, in five billion years, that's when the Earth will probably be coming to an end. And the he, country, he, he, he was, was like, actually, kind of excited about it. He like, was actually like, not probably... This yeah. this Earth has got this much time left. I right. mean, not you know, billions of years. Yeah, every star will burn for about ten billion years. Yeah. The Earth is about five billion so, years old. So in five billion years, that's when the Earth, the Sun is going to expand. And he was absolutely, he was almost Giddy. like a maniac kind of laughter, like almost like I wish I could see this happen. And I I, I want it, you know, I'd I'd like it to happen. It, it to would see. be a fun thing to see. It would be. <laughs> He was, well, it'll be a slow burn, as I think yeah. they were trying to explain. But yeah, I think you so were. I like the idea, and I liked, I love looking back, and I should just do it on my own, but I'm too lazy, to look back at different cultures from as early as has been recorded, people's perceptions of gods and nature and the sun, and because, you know what, we don't, we've never, we're not figuring anything out any more than we've ever known. I mean, you might be able... They know now that stars come and go, and the, these are the planets, and there are galaxies and stuff, but we still don't know 
how to like how do we make our own sun? We don't know that. It's no. still a mystery. <laughs> you know what I mean? How do you just go to we can just hop over to that planet and turn it into a planet we can live on. We still don't know any of that. And stuff. that's why I we liked, still don't know about God and and anything. Well, that's why I like Nicholas Cage's I he is a science uh, mm. teacher. But still, even though he knows all these all all these facts and figures, his philosophy was shit just happens. That's right. it. Like I like that idea, and that's how I kind of feel. I mean, we know all kinds of stuff, but we still and never will know exactly what's going on here. <laughs> we can pretend. We can hope. That yeah. We think we know. We know. You n- nobody's going to figure it out. Or I can't see it ever. <laughs> I mean, it's just here, isn't we'll just it? Keep and going. things happens. Yeah. And then it'll end, and that'll be that. Yeah. Very cheery on a Fourth of July. See, I think that's very. I think it's a. I think it's when you look at it that way. Like I said, if I think that way, right? I think that oh god, who cares? I mean, if the if the world ends and everything just blows up and everybody dies and that's it, who cares? I don't have a problem with that. I don't think humans are that precious. I don't think we have to carry on for all eternity in life. I don't believe in heaven or hell or any of that. And yet, then why, if I'm driving to the store and someone's on my ass, like, two feet away, I get so pissed off? Why do little things in life irritate me when I look at the big picture and go, oh, whatever, everything's going to end someday anyway? You know, that's like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like to soak up a little more of the, eh, whatever. But some days, we are. So, so yeah, that that's pretty much the gist. For me, this movie is a, de- a must-see. I, I really think, like... um it's it's I think it's absolutely a cool two hour movie. It's yeah, it's got, not it's not like it's got something to think about. It's got some cool stuff going on effects. It's it's you know it's pretty shallow. It's like a roller coaster ride. Shallow, some yeah, of what yeah. was That's the kind of movie. Say. I was trying to think of the word to be like it's not. It's not a it's not a dark city. Let's say like something that's really kind of it's not avant garde or anything like that. It's it's yeah, just straight nothing, up really. Yeah, there's no um, ours. There's no like real cleverness to it or anything like that but for some reason it's just a good two hour I think discussion movie yeah you, you'll be talking about it and you'll definitely think about it for a while um, and that unless is, you just shrug your shoulders and dismiss it as a load of crap yeah and Nicholas Cage is, <laughs> you just fixate on his head. and it's fine too yeah so um yeah and I just want a special mention Blu-ray disc thought it looked and sounded especially sounded really good I mean like that is that is a true there's two scenes in the movie where you will be like, Ooh, yeah, almost gritting your teeth and putting your head back. In oh, the I seat. definitely. It was like, yeah. <gasps> God. Yeah. and a lot of it down to the sound design, like how it was done. Um, so yeah, it's from our friends at Summit Entertainment, which I just realised we have we ever done a Summit Entertainment. Um, Doesn't sound familiar. No, they're. A, I was going to say they're a smaller studio, but no, they're not. <laughs> they're pretty big. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that might. I think that one and Push. I think we'll be doing Push in a few weeks. Other two movies that they brought out recently. So yeah, it's on Blu-ray disc. Not many extras, but I definitely recommend seeing it. It's a good movie. If you like Nicolas Cage, I feel it's like almost a return to form after a few crappy ones that have just been out. I think it's neutral. Bangkok Dangerous and... I didn't uh, see Bangkok Dangerous. It was bad. Oh. And he was bad or it was bad? He and it... And next. Was he bad as in pay- this is a paycheck kind of bad? He was about the same as he was in next if you enjoyed that. Oh, right. Maybe a little bit worse. His hair I think also he came got a little this. too big for his britches and he's not um, that talented so people put a lot of faith in his I feel those he's quirky talented. things. I don't think he's as talented as you think he is. When you watch Matchstick Men. 
I don't think he's as talented as you think he is. No. I think that he has a way about him that fits certain characters in certain movies that doesn't carry him through, as we've said in the past, like Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, people like that, who can go through any sort of, you know, I trans mortification of And characters. I actually feel he's miscast he's in the National Treasure movies. I think there would be better people than him to be in them. Because I don't feel that that character needs that weird, uh, like he's going to flip out like Nicolas Cage every so often. <laughs> you know, like he does. Yeah, but you could, that, that gives you a specific thing. That's what I'm talking about. He only fits certain characters. He always brings so I don't think he's that his thing good. to every character. So, uh, in this case... In you don't this, forget he's Nicolas Cage, that's right. No, in this movie it kind of worked because that's how he was. That his char- The character was kind of like a Nicolas Cage, so... I will say this about his character. I don't know if it was bravery or just... Um, he was brave. He would just go for it, wouldn't he? In any in these circumstances He kind where of knew how serious things were and he just threw himself It was in. automatic, yeah. Threw himself into it. So I like that about that character. Yeah. So uh, thanks to uh, Summit, and I definitely give this one a uh, whatever we give it. It's not a thumbs up because that's trademarked. It's not a thumbs down. <laughs> it's a definitely see this one. Um, yeah. Own, buy, rent, whatever. How, but get hold of it and see it. I think it's a rental. I wouldn't buy it I myself. I would, actually. Not knowing now after I've seen it, I knowing, <laughs> I like it a lot. Um, so it goes in my Alex Proyas section. Oh, I see. You know? Uh, so, movie recommendations for this week. I wanted to go on the end of the world slash thriller kind of tip. Suspense. So, my first one was my favourite end of the world type movie. Um, Armageddon. A Michael Bay movie. Every, most people I hate know it. hate it. <laughs> I really it's like lame, it. It's lame, it's stupid, it's It's absolutely cheesy. It's um, fun. The, all the way through, I think. It's just, like, silly and fun and, like, this would never happen, but it's so a movie. Do you think if you saw it all now, you'd feel the same way? Is it one of those movies that you can watch still to this yeah, day? Yeah, I, roll, I rolled my eyes when it came out. <laughs> but that didn't take away the enjoyment. It was just fun. It was... It's well made. How I saw it was, like, you know, I'd seen Con Air at that point. It was almost like Con Air, a space adventure Con Air. Because it was just a bunch of tough people. yeah. Doing a, an adventure with some comedy and some sadness. Same thing, really. I mean, you know, it came yeah. off the back of Conair, really. Um, so I recommend that one. It's not highbrow, it's not going to change your life or anything, but I think it's really a lot of fun. And the other one, which might change your life and stuff, is uh, M. Night Shyamalan, because I was thinking about him. And that's Signs with um, Crazy Mel Gibson. Um, I think Signs is possibly my favourite one of and his And Walking movie. Phoenix. Yeah, I think it might be my favourite one of his movies. Of Mel Gibson movies or M. Night Shyamalan? M. Night Shyamalan. But there again, I really liked Lady in the Water as well. Yeah, me too. I don't think a lot of people like that one, but I did. I didn't like The Happening. In fact, we never reviewed The Happening. But I wish it never happened, to be honest. <laughs> you know... <laughs> I I know The Happening's a big... Really the Happening's funny. a big movie and lots of things happen, right? <laughs> The only thing I can remember is this weird shot of somebody getting their arms pulled off by a lion. Oh, that's right. But, like, <laughs> just really that, but not struggling, just going, oh, and these arms just coming off like, it's really... And it was looked really bad. <laughs> I know it was it was on somebody's iPhone. It was like, a here's, here's some footage my sister shot at the zoo. And then it showed you it. And I was like, ah, this is like, 
It's like a comedy, this shit, this movie. What was the concept of that, that people were all of a sudden taken to commit suicide? Yeah, just throwing themselves off buildings or going to the zoo and letting the lions eat them. Which is creepy. Let's be honest, that's yeah. creepy. But... Yeah, there was some weird... Uh, it, it wasn't... It wasn't... It was kind of patched together. It never went still, anywhere, really. I still liked it. Oh, I, I despised it. Individual elements made me go, like, cringe, but... Oh, I just... I mean, literally cringe, not that stupid, trendy, like, oh, cringe. I mean, actually cringed. Like, oh, God, why would you have that in your movie when you're a bazillionaire and you've made excellent movies? Why would you, when you're sitting in the editing room, let that happen? Those moments where you're like, oh, but I like uh, this... It was a little overly sentimental. We're not reviewing it, but it was overly sentimental. and It was overly crap. But why do you think Science was good? Well, Science has, like... One thing I really like, and this is why I'm recommending Science, and this it reminds me of knowing, is it has that slow burn thing where it's... You know it's going to a point, but it's creepily kind of played out at the beginning. Like, I think this is kind of creepy at the beginning. Um, slowly built up, and then the shit is the fan and it's like something that you weren't expecting kind of fully I mean you were expecting some but you know yeah. some of the stuff that happens in signs you're not going to know is coming is what I'm saying and I think it's really genuinely kind of scary you know there's it's one of those things where you can think put myself in that situation this is some creepy crap you know unlike the happening where I didn't, never got that feeling at all and that I should have liked that happening because it was like an end of the world kind of movie as well. Like, you know, people are being evacuated, this thing's happening. Yeah. But it just never Kinda like when we saw trailers for the core. Yeah. It looked like it looked really intriguing really cool. and even in the beginning you're thinking, Oh, this is an interesting concept. The earth is actually maybe falling apart and all these national uh, natural phenomena are happening and then it kind of I also, I also, I, I've been a sucker for these kind of movies, and I also, The Day After Tomorrow is another one. Mm-hmm. I also think that had an interesting concept that didn't really quite work. It just fizzled out towards the end. I, that was another one that kind oh, of. Oh, I liked Day After Tomorrow, and I liked Deep Impact. Yeah, Deep Impact, I don't it remember great, it 100%. But I think I'm drawn to that too, the um, destruction of everything idea. So that's my recommendations Armageddon and Science. And mine, um, mine come from three different areas of what this movie brought up. Number one, if you want to watch a movie that I truly believe Nicolas Cage, and it could be part of his quirkiness or whatever, that I'm I'm totally there with him, leaving Las Vegas. I know that's the boring one because nominated for everything. I mean, it's not a boring movie, but I really think if you want, if you've not seen a lot of Nicolas Cage and you've only seen, like, National Treasure and The Rock and stuff, if you want to see a movie that's a little more... you. If you want to explain to yourself in your mind, why is Nicolas Cage such a big deal? Because I've seen these movies and he's just crap. We'll go watch that one because um, it'll change your mind. Mine would be Wild at Heart and Matchstick Man for him. Matchstick Man, really good too, Wild yeah. Wild at Heart. David Lynch. But was he good in it or was it yeah, just Yeah, he was absolutely was fantastic. In fact, that's what made me like Nicolas Cage. Right. That was I mean, the first was leaving one Las Vegas. But it might, be, it might also be, it was the first Nicolas Cage thing I ever saw, really. Wild at Heart. He was also in uh, Valley Girl. Pretty fun, but he was young and just a quirky kid, you know? So that was Raising good. Arizona. Raising Arizona, of course. But for me, still, Leaving Las Vegas will show Raising you Raising Arizona the is a Coen Brothers quality. movie. Quality. I never yeah. even knew that. How did you not know that? I Don't only found out Yeah, I never wow. really knew. So then my other one was tapping into the idea that 
we are not alone in this entirety of all existence. That there are other galaxies, other things, and other planets where shit's happening right now, just like it is here. And I'm going to say, <laughs> um, in a galaxy far, far away, would be the Star Wars movies. All of them. Because it just puts in your mind, and it, it comes clearer now when I think about it. This is all, that's all stuff happening somewhere else. And that could be happening. Not Star Wars could be happening, but yeah. there could be another galaxy where there's another planet that has water and green stuff and creatures that live and build stuff just like us. And if you don't think that's a possibility, I don't know. I'm not saying Star Wars is a reality, but is- that reminds me that, you know, it's not about the future, Star Wars. It's not about, it's long ago and far, far away. A whole other galaxy. Let me just give a little bit of interest in Star Wars news, what I learned this week. Okay. Lucas has long been said to be making a live-action TV series of Star- a new Star Wars saga. It's actually getting a go-ahead, and it will be filming in Australia in 2010, the beginning of 2010. Nobody's picked it up yet, like, to buy it, you know, but reports are what I read this week that, like, it would end up on HBO. Hmm. And he he's not putting it out until he's got 100 episodes in the can. And he said he says that it will be more adult. Think of he said think of the Sopranos and Six Feet Under, but in a Star Wars universe. So I, I like the idea of that. If he's and it's all everybody will be unknown actors. Excellent. But it's a legitimate Star Wars product. So I'm excited. I, I'm. I mean, and again, the idea that that that's why I think Star Wars to me has always been interesting. Yeah. Is that it's not, they don't talk, it's not like Star Trek where they're all based from Earth and it's, you know, just the future of our, it's not that, it's somewhere else this, completely. This could be a huge hit on TV, I mean, because. And it could be crap. Okay, moving yeah. on oh, to I my next one. So. <laughs> and my last one is another, a movie that the idea of if we were to know that the end of the world was coming or we all were, had gotten over the shock of it and now we're just living, is Children of Men. That they don't understand. Oh, why. children of man, as you put it up there. Is that what it is? I wasn't sure. No, it's children of men. Children but, of men. But I like that you wrote man. <laughs> children of man, like children, <laughs> children of men. That some shits happened. I won't explain to you. People have just resigned themselves that this is it, and and life as we know it is going to be over. And it examines the different. There, you know, there's the chaos in the streets. There are the people who have. Um, Partition themselves off in their apartments and just living like they're pretending nothing bad's going on. You know, I like that. I like that idea. Uh-huh. So that's it. Uh, I, and the one we talked about last night, which I yeah. haven't eat, seen yet. About I just know, found it on Amazon for ten dollars or whatever. Might end up picking. There are like six hours left of life on Earth, and it just examines a group of people individually and together how they how they they've come to accept it, and how do you spend the last six hours of Earth. Yeah, it's not mega quality kind of movie, but I really just like the idea of like it. Like an indie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that is the movie for this week. Knowing, and I say pick it up, and you say pick it up. I say rent it, or go to your friend's house and watch it if they buy it. <laughs> because it's worth watching, it's good, it's a fun, it was a good holiday movie to watch, I thought. Yeah, all, yeah. even had a shot of the flag at some point. It did, uh, a couple. Thinking, yeah, and I thought, wow, yeah, perfect. Perfect timing. Didn't have your flag. Uh, funnily enough, there hasn't been many fireworks. I thought this podcast was going to be punctuated by them, but no. Last night was worse. 
Tonight will be worse. It's not dark yet, so when it gets dark, no, it'll be not, crazy. It is 8 o'clock at night, so I think... Wow, I love it when it stays light so long. I love it when a plan Off comes topic. together. <laughs> so, um, we've got contests on the site. If you go down there, you can um, enter. There's three contests. If you go down there to the site? Yeah, school. Hey, boys, let's go down to the site. <laughs> um, there's three contests to win three DVDs. Um, Am I eligible? No. You're uh, friends and family of the site, so no. <laughs> Next week's um, review will be Echelon Conspiracy on Blu-ray disc, which um, stars... Funny enough, you have it in your little hot hand. Ving Rhames and Ed Burns. I actually like Ed Burns a lot. And Martin Sheen. So that's uh, Echelon Conspiracy. Interesting combination. Yeah. Uh, Echelon Conspiracy. Can I say that more than once? <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, I, I do like a cheesy smile and hold it to the camera. Echelon Conspiracy. <laughs> So yeah, that's, that will be next Coming week. next week. Echelon Conspiracy. <laughs> I'm doing the head bob, like, yeah. what her name was. Whatever. Um, so Jules moving, moving on to games and Ace Scully stuff, uh, I have been playing this week. Mostly. Mostly this week. Uh, that's the fact <laughs> yes. show, isn't it? This week I have been mostly playing Burger <laughs> Island on the Wii. <laughs> I've been playing this... It's just like me with Plants vs. Zombies. I don't even I know why I play stop. it. I don't know why I play it. I cannot it. stop, and I'm so, I get pissed off now when I can't get those zombie fuckers killed. It drives me crazy. Let I'm me like, explain this game. Levels. Burger Island on the Wii, right? It's a... <laughs> okay, it opens with... I'm only laughing because I've seen it. It's just no, get, get a like of, you, you actually tuck yourself in, you go in on the couch, you're like, okay, I'm playing now. And then you like, then I can hear you go, God, this is... You don't know this story. So you're this girl who's in a shipwreck. She washes up on this beach. And she looks up. And on the on this beach is a burger joint. <laughs> so she goes to the burger joint. And she explains to the old man and woman who run it. That she has washed up on the beach. She's no money. She doesn't know where she is. She's hard on her luck. And could she get a job at the burger place too. So she can get herself together. So... The old man and lady give her the job to get herself together. You still haven't played the game at this point. And then the old man and lady decide, we don't want to do this anymore. We're leaving it to you. And they leave. And, you know, within a week... Are there no government officials or social workers involved? Uh And does no one have sympathy for the fact that she's just come out of a shipwreck? That she actually has to get a job? Well, the old lady and the old man (laughs) give her the burger restaurant, basically. Yeah, but she has to work for it first, which is so for a funny. Week. Like, no sympathy. They leave after a week. <laughs> They're like, well, somebody washed up on shore. It must have been a gift from the gods. Let's just give her this place. Never mind that every other person that was on the ship that she happened to be on. They're all dead. dead. Yeah, they're all floating in the water. There's a little scene. No, there's not. See, I think of all that. Like, oh my God, what a horrible <laughs> thing she's been through. Now she's going to work at a burger joint? But anyway, you're on, so you're on this island, Hawaii. It's very cartoony. Yeah, I guess it's Hawaii. Because some of the Bergens are called Hawaiian Bergens and stuff. <laughs> but it's that kind of vibe, you know, hula. And uh, and you're working your way around this map, doing these... Ta- running a burger restaurant, basically. Uh, and then you've got to work your way all around the island. And every level you complete, you open a new burger place on the island. So you're creating an empire, basically. So... You're making all the island people fat, is what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, it's one of those kind of skill-based games where you're frying burgers, assembling burgers, and there's a time limit. You've got to get, you know, what would you call What kind of game? Are there two little golden arches in the corner by any chance? No. (laughs) Were they trying to brainwash you into, like, taking over a nice tropical island with burger joints? 
It's very fun, actually, because there's different recipe burgers that you have to create, like veget- vegetarian burgers. and. But um, well, It's like that beer one, right, where you serve beer, serve beer, lemonade serve Lemonade stand or something. Or tapa. Yeah, you have to make, yeah. yeah, you have to make the people happy. Give them what they want. If you take too long, they get pissed off. It's like a very... Is, there's nothing deep about it. It's a quick, like... You know, an order comes in, you make that burger, and if you do it quick enough, you get the points, the money. You're going to earn enough money in each level to move on. And then you go from doing burgers to being a fry cook and doing all the different types of fries, and then you do the different types of milkshakes, and it kind of alternates the levels. And that's all there is to it, but I can tell you it's super addictive. (laughs) It's one of those games where you just want to have another go. I totally understand, because I'm stuck on Plants vs. Zombies like you cannot believe. We got to the hardest survival mode, or well, the end of survival mode, and I just get... I never bought the corn capult or whatever it's called. Do you know? I this know. is Plants vs. Zombies, by yeah. the way, on the PC. It's Pop- part of Popcat. Yeah. And it's so hard, Not I get around. pissed off. So I go back to the earlier stages and just do them again, just to go like... Oh, okay, this is not so bad. Then I go to the hard stage again, sort of like, dig myself in. Okay, I'm gonna do it this time. And then... It just irritates me, but I can't stop. I've got to conquer it, and I'm never like that with Fireworks. games. Fireworks? You know that, yeah. You know I'm never like that with games, but I've got to get through all these survival modes. I've got to get that gold trophy. So that's Burger Island on the Wii. Um, it's like a, as far as I know, it's like a $25 game. Um, I think it, it would give you hours and hours. <laughs> Don't look at my chair. I'm it, just moving. It would give you hours and hours of uh, enjoyment. For twenty five dollars or whatever it is, it might even be less. I think you can get it for twenty dollars, but it's like it's nothing really. But for some reason, it's like compelling to play it. And just I've been playing it for two weeks nearly, and still not got all the way through. Uh, so that's Burger Island on the Wii. I've also been playing the Conduit on the Wii, which is like a big first person shooter on the Wii. And the Wii's, you would think, oh, that's probably not good for first person shooters because of that weird controller. But I actually find it quite intuitive. So you, you disagree with Wombat from Cheapy D? Yeah, I think it's really easy to control. You hold the nunchuck in one hand and the Wiimote in the other. You look around with the Wiimote and you move your character with the... Did you say you swapped? Though you put the... I've tried it with both and it's fine both ways. Um, Because he was complaining that if you're left-handed, it's a lot harder to use the Wii for that control because your brain doesn't... But if you just swap them around... I've played it both ways, I don't think it... And, um... I really like the controls because, like, to throw a grenade, instead of pressing a button, you just throw your nunchuck forwards and the grenade comes out. Like, I really think that's a lot more intuitive than pressing a button. Because, But there's also a downside to that. If you need to go for a pee and you don't pause the game and you put the controller down, it thinks you're throwing a grenade and usually (laughs) blows you up because you don't throw it far enough. It just lands at your foot because you just put it down. So that has happened a couple of times, but that's funny. That's not a problem if you're playing. It's just when you put the thing down, you're like, "Oh shit, a grenade just fell." <laughs> so yeah, the conduit is. My take on it is the story is garbage. The level, the graphics aren't very good either, but I don't. I think that's just a limitation of the machine, to be honest. Because I'm used to seeing 360 games, so when I see like a shooter on the Wii. It kind of reminds me of playing a shooter on the PlayStation 2. Like, it, it's kind of stepping back a little bit. That's not, It's not a problem in the game, but it's pretty bland. It's like corridor after corridor after corridor. Yeah. It's, there's not very much interesting stuff going on. 
But it actually even has multiplayer online, which not many Wii games do. So you can log on and you can play random people, which is not possible on the Wii generally. I know, they don't have to be any friends list. Nothing. You can just go in and play a random match with a bunch of people. Step in the right direction. Which is fun, and it works well, and doing those controls with other people. So if you're into shooters... And you have a Wii. There aren't any shooters on the Wii hardly anyway. This kind of shooter, so, you know, must buy probably. Uh, the other game I've been playing is, uh, well, I've not been playing, my nephew's been playing, but we ended up looking at it for a while, is uh, Harry Potter on the 360, <laughs> or Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah, and the whatever, the whatever, what is it, his new movie? I don't remember. Harry Potter and the... Half-Blood Prince. I'm Harry Potter, is it Half-Blood Prince? Yes, later. Harry Potter, <laughs> I'm 25 years old, but trying to play a 17-year-old walking around. Even in a video game. Yeah. <laughs> Now, it's not my kind of game at all. They never have been? No. I'm not into Harry Potter, I must add, at all, either. I've seen... Not seen all the movies. Me either. No, I've seen a couple. I've seen two. I feel like I, I, feel like I saw her enough seeing two Yeah, of me them. too. I don't I mean, know why. I'd like I to never... see the last one. If there, if this is the last one, I'd like to see it. This but... isn't. This, there's two more after this. Hmm. Which they've already made. Right. So this is like... Because they haven't figured out how to stop. No, I'm reliably involved by... My, my nephew's read all the books. <laughs> yes. Our nephew's read all the books. That this movie would probably be pretty boring because nothing much happens in this one. <laughs> like, it's just a... Yeah, transition like, to the next one. Like, the, the next two are where all the big stuff happens. This one's pretty much the same as the last one, so... I think it's telling you a lot of new character development things, yeah. but... So, the game kind of felt like that to me also. It's like, okay, like last year as you wandered around the Hogwarts doing little tasks... This year you do exactly the same thing. There's a couple of new mini-games through in. Mixing potions. But you're basically just walking around collecting things. That's what it amounts to. There's a bit of Quidditch. Which See, didn't... and I think that could be fun. Because what you're explaining about the burger game is relentless and, and monotonous. And the same thing See, over and over. You know, and I was so saying... for if you love Harry Potter's yeah. world... Then well, collecting everything is going to become a goal and you'll be into it. How I see the burger game is, it's like an arcade game of the past. You yeah. can pick it up. Play it for three or four minutes, even. Just a quick game, like you can pick your DS up and have a quick game of something and then just put it down. That's how that burger game works. It's almost like playing a level of Pac-Man and then just finishing. You know, you don't need to... You're not involved in it. There's no... The story, while there is a story, doesn't mean anything. Right. You just maybe get through another level or whatever. That's how I see it. Well, Harry Potter's a big, long, involved thing. I mean, he did finish it in about two days. Two days, yeah. But well, he did commit to it, didn't he? And sit yep. and play it all day. And now it looks fine and good, but just not my kind of game. But I can see why kids would like it a lot. He also finished Ghostbusters, didn't he? No. He didn't actually want to play that one again. Oh, right. I don't think it... I don't know if he's a Ghostbusters fan or he just didn't... Um, he liked the original movie. And then the other game I've been playing, and I still haven't seen Transformers 2 yet, but I will get around to it, is the Transformers Revenge of the Fallen video game. Now, it doesn't spoil the movie in any way, because it's kind of just robots fighting in different locations. It makes no sense to me anyway, it's just Transformers <laughs> in the game. I mean, the movie might make sense, but this the game doesn't spoil the movie, because the story's not really there. It's just like, hey, you're a Transformer. Fight the Transformers that are coming at you, and that's it, like, all the way through. Is it crappy? It's really just nothing. It's like, do you want to be the good guys or the bad guys? Okay, I'll be the good guys. Okay, here come some bad guys. Shoot them! Before Is the it time. like a fighting game? No, it's like um, you're walking around a, a city 
and then some stuff will come and you have to shoot it. Like the zombie movie. I mean, the zombie game. A bunch of zombies come, you kill them, you get stuff, you kill some more zombies. Like that kind of thing? Zombies at the mall? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, the zombies in the mall. The game that you could pick up anything and throw it at them and you were in the mall. And... Oh, not like that, no. It's like you're... Because you're bigger than buildings and stuff, aren't you? You're transformed. I know, but I mean the concept. Bad guys just keep coming and you just keep killing them and that's that. No, it's like... In, in fact, like it, one level is like, here comes some stuff, shoot it. Okay, you did fantastic. Mission over. Next mission. Gotta get this guy, pick him up like a human. Take him to somewhere and drop him down. Okay, you've done it. Great. Next one. Oh, there's no story at all. There's Next no, one, like, there's some satellite end issues. End result or anything. Well, it seems to be, but it doesn't really <laughs> ever. Next one's like this satellite dishes that are broken on top of a building. Get over there and fix them. And fixing them amounts to pressing your B button. Is, is this one better than the first one? It's like, it's pretty much the first one oh. with, with new robots in it. It's not very good. Okay. I, it's definitely not $60 worth. It's a, a rental at best. If you like Transformers, you'll like it, but I didn't. Even Austin turned around and said to me, I can tell that's a bad game and I'm not even playing it. <laughs> He's giving the fine-tuned gamers a... Okay, so that's my uh, extent of my gaming stuff this All week. Alright, my stuff is what's for dinner. We're having leftover vegetable curry. And today it should taste even better than it did yesterday. And vegetable curry would be kind of a combination of a recipe you found and the pataks that we have... And vegetable because you said we could try vegetable curry. And curry is a very traditional food to eat on July the 4th. (laughs) Yes. Our independence from India way back when. (laughs) Um, So that's what we're having for dinner. Uh, If that's acceptable to you, sir. I'm just going to talk a little bit about drawing. If you do any kind of artsy thing at all, maybe you'll understand and everybody else will be like, what? But the thing is about drawing... I can sit here, I'll play, play my zombies, or play Sims 3, or talking on this podcast, watching a movie, whatever it is, and I actually have in the back of my mind a desire to somehow be drawing while I'm doing these things. Like, I could just hold that pad and just work on my little drawing, and it's that it's so calming and satisfying. I don't know if anyone else has a... I think you probably have that with your video games. I'm not sure. Or when I'm watching a movie, I don't want to do anything else, obviously. But these other things. Sorry, I'm just unwrapping <laughs> Echelon conspiracy. You're uh, completely distracting yourself because what I'm telling you is so boring. You can't stand it. So no, I, move on. Oh, no, I know. I, no. I've been married to you a long time. No, I know what that means. I wanted to open Echelon conspiracy because I wanted to see what was inside. just happened to be while I was talking about the thing I'm talking about. Go on, Kara. Nope, I'm done with that topic now. Oh, good. And the next one is, I picked the first produce from our garden, which was one yellowish tomato, which looks really good. Did you pick it, that one? Yeah, it's in the kitchen. Can we eat it now? We're going to eat it. Oh, do you wait for a few days? No, we're going to eat it. I'm going to slice it, and we're going to eat it. It could be poison. It could be. Uh, I don't put poison on our garden, but, you know, whatever. That smells like poison. I picked some carrots, because I thought, this carrot leafy thing. Are you done? Seriously? <laughs> no, I'm done. That's so rude. I can't oh, even boring. believe it. <laughs> After all that and irritating <laughs> your wife by ignoring her completely, you find out that it's I just boring. I just opened the Echelon Conspiracy DVD and there's nothing. Oh, in. let me just go over here and do some other stuff while you're talking. And that's it. I'm done. <laughs> First produce out of the garden. And you got to mention where you're going tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going because a late a woman at work who I've only ever spoken to on the phone for the last few years. 
she is a programmer and I work in a mainframe um, operations. And so there are oftentimes at night, two or three in the morning, when I have to call her and tell her that something of her programs didn't work, whatever. And I've talked to her. She's Indian. And Indian as in she's from southern India. And one night, because we have been trying to cook, you know, Indian food and from scratch and whatnot, and I just asked her, you know, could you give me any tips? Is it really rude because you're Indian that I ask you about Indian? Oh, no, no. She was so nice. She invited me to come to her house. And she will teach me how to cook some traditional southern Indian food. And you don't, you might not understand this when, wherever you're listening. We're in the Midwest. Okay, there's, there's no, like, in, there's an Indian restaurant 30 minutes from here. And one Japanese restaurant somewhere. I think we just got a Japanese restaurant in this town. But it's mostly steak and potato, hamburgers and whatnot. So, finding someone generous enough who has all the, you know, the whole, her whole life of this traditional kind of cooking is nice enough to gonna let me come to her house and she's going to teach me how to cook some And stuff. you're going to bring curry to me, I believe. Well, after that little episode you just pulled on, I'll think about it. Oh, you're going to at least learn how to make it and make it yourself. Correct. And she also told me about a market that is in the town 30 miles from here that we can go to and get a lot more of the stuff that you would need. Because right now, the way I cook, I got all the spices, follow some recipes, but you know, you just don't know the the flair of it unless you learn from somebody who really does it so yeah I'm sure she will teach you well at least and it's just a lovely thing to invite to be invited to someone's home who you barely I mean I don't know anything about her I only know her voice and that we're always friendly with each other on the phone we joke around you know not everyone I mean I've over the last 10 years I've called and woke up a lot of people because that's part of my job and if they're on call not everybody I'm going to say she's one of maybe five people who over the whole course of the time would ever, ever even consider even having a conversation with one of us, let alone inviting us to her home. Because we're kind of like that buzzy fly around your head. When we call people, maybe, you get a lot of this. Maybe when. Oh, hi, Cindy. And I'm like, I won't take that personally. I know it's 2.30 in the morning on a Thursday night, but. Maybe all these years when you've woke her up, <laughs> she's been harboring this you know, thing. And what she's going to do tomorrow is invite you there. <laughs> when you get there, she's going to. Poison me. Either poison you with curry or just chop you right off with an axe and put you in a curry. I'm going to tell her you said that. <laughs> like she's had another. I'm going to Cindy will up. never wake me up again. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the uh, that's it for this week. Um, I want to thank you all for listening. Thank uh, you. I want to say, um, remind you about the websites, ascully.com, sidtalk.com, and twitter.com slash ascully, twitter.com slash sidtalk. You Twitter every day still, I believe. I do. Not every single day, but, uh, you know, when I think of it. Yeah. I like to uh, Twitter, or tweet, or whatever they call it. The kids call it these days. Um, I also would like to point you towards Xbox Live, Ascully Live, I'm called, if you want to play me. I play uh, 1 versus 100 it, um, in the evenings. I have been playing it, so if you want to join just my Just be sure party. and tell him you listen to after the show, then he'll know that you're one of the... Yeah, just send me a message on live, Ascully Live. Um, Facebook.com slash Ascully, Facebook.com slash SidTalk if you want to check our Facebook pages. Um, you can get this podcast on Ascully.com. Just click on the link podcast at the top of the page. And Could you spell that for me, sir? A-S-C-U-L-L-Y dot com dot C-O-M. <laughs> H-T-T-P colon slash Hyperlink protocol slash hypertext. Wide World Web. Yep. Slash. 
I remember. Okay, this this is. I'm sorry to interrupt you, little spiel. Hypothetical. I remember my, on Michael CNN. Blumage. However many years ago, probably when you came, it was like ten years ago, and it was just starting on CNN when they would give this is our website, this is you know go to because it was totally like, and they would say the whole thing. Yeah, they would yeah. go to HTTP colon, and they'd always make a joke about like, okay, everybody get your pencils slash, out, slash, get ready for this, dot, and they'd dot. give like the big long thing, and it was like, and now it's just go to our website, go to our was blog, it, go to our tweet feed. Was it like this? Um, hello, this is CNN News. Go to our webpage, http colon slash slash www.geocities.com slash CNN. <laughs> well, it wouldn't even be that. It would be slash 70543 slash heartland user. slash squiggly line slash... <laughs> Ampersand user 3257 CNN. We both had Geocity sites. Mine was on heartland, and I think it was 2874 or something. I just it's gone was, now. Yeah, poor Geocities. They went... A couple of months ago, actually. They got us all started, man, for real. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. That's Everybody the first thing I used account. was Geocities and started this whole craziness. And now they've gone. So, um, In yeah. fact, if it weren't for Geocities, I probably wouldn't have met you. Because I wouldn't have started my own little crappy site at probably the time. Probably not. I wouldn't have been uh, telling you Thank you, you Geocities, for bringing... <gasps> that sounded very sarcastic, but I don't think so, it was Thank you, Geocities, be. for bringing nations together. I thought you were going to say something nice and romantic, but I guess not. Um, <laughs> so you can, yeah, you can get this podcast on our page after, and you can spell not it. Not on Geocities. And you can also um, subscribe to the podcast on the Zoom Marketplace. Just go on the Zoom Marketplace and type in Ace Gully and you'll find it. Um, or after the show. And go on iTunes. You'll find it on there, no problem, because it's right in the movie section. Just also type Ace Gully or after the show. Um, and you can subscribe and then you never have to think about it it just goes to your iPod automatically you never ask people to review you or anything or don't, don't particularly care because I don't even have iTunes on my computer so I would never know you reviewed me <laughs> <laughs> I mean you can now, review me now if anyone has they'll be like oh that's grateful for you that's if you, you subscribe via iTunes review me by all means but I'll probably <laughs> never see it <laughs> and on Zoom I don't think you. we have Zooms you see I don't on Zoom Marketplace I don't think they can do anything I haven't looked at it for so long because oh, I've got all mine set I don't go searching much anymore I so mean we have our own page on Zoom for our podcast but I don't think there's any facility to rate it or anything um, maybe there will be in the future because the Zoom HD is coming out soon and they're mm. updating all the software and stuff to go with it so maybe they'll change things so yeah that's where you can get this podcast you can email feedback to ascully at ascully.com or you can email uh. feedback to uh, SidTalk does not want your email dot com <laughs> slash SidTalk slash HTTP slash hypertext markup language. And uh, I just want to say stay classy and happy Independence Day, uh, everybody. But I'm going to say think for yourself because that's what independence is all about. If you don't do it, someone will take it away from you and do it for you.